So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Hello and Merry Christmas. Merry it's not Christmas. quite Christmas yet. No, but, but we're treating ourselves to some Christmas gifts which we hope to open as the show goes on. And there's an amazing one down here from Japan that we've not even opened yet. It'd be nice if you opened that. And then we've got James here. Lovely James, James Masters is with us again to tell us some more stories and have a nice time. And maybe open some gifts as well. Yeah, why don't we do that? That would be a great idea. Yeah. Anyway, it's great to see you. Yeah. And James, thank you. Love it. Here we go on this week's The Friendship Onion. We should probably mention why we're all wearing uh, little uh, jazzy uh, Christmassy things is because we're moving into the holiday season and we're surrounded by gifts that have been sent to us, so we should open a gift and, or two. And I don't want... I don't want James to feel bad about well, let's this. Give James so wants to open. Let's feel as though they've also been sent to you. Yeah. I will pretend. And if you open anything that you like the look of, just take. You can keep if it. If I like it, I'll demand it. Yes, right. good. Yes. Ready? <laughs> Would you like to open that, James? Sure. I'll Would open you? this. I'm also eyeing a gift from Japan because, as we know, Japanese people make such a beautiful fuss and and shebang out of a gift. You know, so it's often a lovely gift from Japan, isn't it? So. Um, thank you to everyone who's sent us things here at the Friendship Onion. Yes, and, and if you would like the address as to where you can send gifts to us, you can send gifts to us at 1480 Vine Street, Suite 1801, Los Angeles, California, 90028. I'm going to open this one, which is from the lovely Stephanie Estrada Ooh. from... Oregon, Forest Grove, Oregon. Thank you, Stephanie. Let's have a look. It's not ticking. No, we're good. Right, here we go. The start of the Christmas season. I can't help but notice you're wearing a lovely Friendship Onion uh, sweater there, Tom. Well, it's actually a hoodie. Is it? It's got a hood oh. uh, attached to it. And you can uh, purchase this at the friendshiponionpodcast.com. Could you give one to uh, James for free, perhaps? Maybe we could. We'll see what M Mackenzie Grammer tells us. Right then. The gift that has been sent to us, which I believe is in... Oh, it looks like it's in Spanish, but it's not. It's been read, that book. It's definitely been, been read. read. It's a gift. It's a book called Perdido Street Station, and it includes a letter. Shall I read the letter? Well, I don't, right. Okay. It's short. It's short. It's short. It. Go on, Dom. So, oh, it's for me. Hey. It says, for Dom, who needs, new, who needs more books. This is one of my favorites, and right up your alley. I purchased it. New, almost 20 years ago, it is one of my go-to airport books and has been with me on many journeys. If you like it, try The Scar next and share with Billy once he's caught up on his reading because she thinks that you are not quite reading. Oh, and there's an amazing uh, drawing. Oh, that's me, fantastic. Reading, reading a, a book. Reading Look a at that. Book. Just relaxing the back there. And this is, is called Perdido Street Station by China Meville. Have you read this? Nope. 
I haven't either. Well, enjoy it. It looks as if somebody has enjoyed it. It's been well, it's a well year worn. Old, but thank you so much, Stephanie. That's so sweet of you. Thank you very much. I'm going to use sometimes, that as a bookmark. Sometimes when I'm looking for a new book, I go on Scribd. And oh, that's a freebie for Scribd right there. You've given him free advertising there, but they're welcome to it. They're welcome that, to it. I tell it. you what, I do like Scribd. Hey, Tom, I've got to open this one. Don't you even want to see if there's another one for you. I will go crazy. Yeah, you will. You'll go Oh, spare. it's a friendship onion. Oh, you could give that to lovely James Masters. How did yeah. how did someone send us our own merchandise? Hold on. What size are you? I am small. I am also small, James. Small. Hold on. It's a small James! Oh, there you go, James! James got a friendship. Oh, I <laughs> Mackenzie said it's for her. <laughs> oh, no. That, this is awkward. This Mackenzie, is awkward. Ed, you've got to be a producer here and look above that. This is now James's. I'm sorry. Mackenzie. Oh, no. We'll get, we'll get, yeah. How did you know it's for you? What do you mean? Mackenzie's she ordered it. Does it say for Oh, did you order oh, it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's, tor- oh, that's horrible. Oh, that's it. Sorry, you've lost that one, Mackenzie. Uh, oh, my God. Enjoy that, James. Every time you wear it, Oh, think I'll of- really enjoy it. The guilt won't, won't take away any of the enjoyment whatsoever. <laughs> I'm going to open one more. Well, but love- James, James, yeah, James you're open present. Let's see what it is. I'm going to give it to Mackenzie for sure. Who's it from, James? <laughs> it is from April Lancy from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Oh, lovely. And it's folded in a cunning way. So I'm just going to, I get to rip it as if I'm five. Yeah, right? just rip it right up. Rip just it rip it, James. What if I'm not strong enough? Oh, gosh. Got like it. Oh, that made a good noise. Here we go. Right, here we go. What is it? Oh, it's another t-shirt. Please let it be a... An onion t-shirt. Oh, Please, come on. It is. It's a friendship onion t-shirt. Why are you getting friendship onion t-shirts? Did you order this one too? Okay. But you can have what this one. What size is that one? Like. I don't know. Maybe it's a small. We're going to get lucky again. Oh, it's a lovely yellow. The most joyful of colors. This is, this is it. Oh, this is cute. Oh, it's a tiny... G- Mackenzie, oh, you would look fantastic in that. Mackenzie, you can have that one. Small. Why are we getting, is, why are people sending us friendship on you? This is crazy. I'm confused. I am dumb. What? what is that in there? This is from Jethro and Henrietta from Westville, Indiana. And they have sent us. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh know. that looks lovely. That Handcrafted <gasps> stationery and oh. baked goods. It doesn't seem, there can't be a baked good in here. Let's it? have a look at it, Tom. Oh, don't watch. Don't Careful. Hang on. Hang on. Right. Uh, oh wow! Look, these are quotes from Tolkien. These oh, are these on. are handmade postcards that include quotes by, by J.R.R. Tolkien. Little by little, one oh, travels lovely. far. How fantastic! Tell us, tell us, James. Do you have any interest or love of Tolkien? Oh, his writing. Yes. Or, or perhaps the movie. I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Lord of the Rings. Uh, a few times. There's a couple of uh, handsome hobbits in there. I don't know if you you're talking about Elijah and Sean. No, I'm talking about awesome. the others. Oh, did, did you enjoy it? Fabulous. Yes. And do, have you read The Lord of the Rings? You guys were f- so fabulous. Oh, in the James. Film I feel like you're fishing for compliments. The whole here. thing. I was fishing. The whole thing. Is protect the Shire? Yeah. Right. Is 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 what are we saving? Right. Why are we fighting? Mm-hmm. Is because the Shire is so freaking awesome, yeah. and you can only do so much visually. Which Peter Jackson did a very good job making that a beautiful place. Yeah. But if you don't back it up with actors who you fall in love with right away, I don't know if it weirds you out for me to say this. No, I love it. I love, I love both it. of Keep you. Talking oh, I feel you got you you. That's why the movie has weight. Is because you guys 
were exactly right for those roles. Oh, and uh, just just like I would die for you. I, like the whole audience has to feel like I would be willing to die for that. That I love is it. very thank sweet. Thank you. James, yeah. thank you very much. James, yeah. if you James had to go back and thank be you, in the Lord of Rings, what? Who, who would you have liked to have played? Aragorn. Oh, oh you'd have been a good Aragorn, actually. Not like Yeah, you would. It's hard to follow Vigo, but yes, you would have been good. You would have been good. Or just an orc. Just I would just keep, I would live I would love I love those movies so much. I would sweat it out in the in the orc costume just He's to know that. Lovely. Thank you, Jethro yeah. and Henrietta. I'm gonna we we should fight over which ones we like. How many what have you got there? One. Can I give you the one, quote two, I've three, got on four, from five, from Tolkien here because it's nice? Six, six, one. It's a dangerous business going out your door. Mm. You step onto the road. And if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Lovely stuff. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. Is one for It's a Matt. dangerous business going out your door. That's a very hobby <laughs> thing to do, isn't it? Is one Wasn't for... that in the movie, though, Ian? I think it was, yeah. McKellen put it in a more positive spin, in my memory at least. Like, uh, yeah. you never know what's yeah. going to happen when if you, you step, step outside your yeah. door. You know? Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Here's, a wizard. Like, Here's another wizardy one. You've got something. Detritus. Got a bit of detritus. Got a little bit of that. Oh, feel it. Do not meddle in the affairs of wizards, for they are subtle and quick to anger. That's true, they are, I know. How many have we got? Six. I've only got one. No, I know, but I've got five here. So I'll have to pick. pick, You pick your favorite. Wait, two. I need my glasses. Do you want these? I can't even. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We can read them out to you if you want, James. No, come on. I want want James to read one. Oh, there's a note here right. from Danielle. Dear Billy and Dom, I've enjoyed listening to your podcast. I've been a fan of Lord of the Rings for many years and loved you guys in the movies. Hope you like sending real mail. Wow. The uh, slow as snail kind. From <laughs> Danielle. Danielle. And these were made by Jeffro and Henrietta. I'm going to send these postcards to my friends and my parents and my brothers. So well, thank you for that. Isn't that lovely? Wow. It's lovely. Absolutely lovely. So gorgeous. Give, it, give us a laugh. laugh. Go on. Live dragon. Never, never laugh. At never that. laugh at live dread. No, that's, that's true. That's true. You shouldn't. Well, Good advice. Lovely well, gifts. The, no, wait a minute. You got a, one last one. Give us my specs back. Go on. All right. On. I've gonna, opened this one up. I'm going to pick my favorite. Right. Oh, work. sorry, darling. Thank you. Give us that postcard back. No, okay. Here, here we go. Oh, oh that one. Yeah. Dear Billy and Dom, when listening to the podcast the other day, you mentioned your love of gummies as a oh. guilty pleasure. I happen to live next door to a gummy bear factory that makes the best gummy bears. You're kidding. I'm sending you some, says Samantha. Tom. I love gummies. Have we got a bag each? Is there a bag for James? Oh, unfortunately. He can have some. Eight flavors. I'll tell you if they're the best gummy bears because I love gummy bears, me. Billy, you and I do a lot of international traveling. Yep. Hotels, airports, Mm -hmm. always with our smartphones. And we are susceptible to a lot of security crime because of that. Now, if you have an Express VPN account, which we both do, yep. it means that those pesky people trying to steal your information simply cannot locate your phone. And did you know, Dom, even in your own house with your own Wi-Fi, your supplier can take your information and sell it to all sorts of people. Is that right? And is that where you start getting all these kind of pop-ups and spam? Exactly. Now, with Express VPN. That will stop all that. Listen, I've been in situations before when I didn't have an ExpressVPN account and it slowed down my phone to a snail's pace. Yeah. 
I love ExpressVPN over other VPNs because of the blazing fast speed. You can stream in HD with zero buffering. And it's compatible with all your devices, Dom. Phones, laptops, even smart TVs. Brilliant. So be smart. Go to expressvpn.com slash onion. And don't forget to use my link at expressvpn.com slash onion to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Hey, Dom, it's the new year. We're all trying to make our resolutions that we're going to be better this year. And one of the things we want to do, we want to eat better, we want to eat healthier. And I tell you what, Dom, healthy breakfasts don't have to be boring. Magic Spoon has amazing flavors that you love, but without all the bad stuff. And it's amazing for a midnight snack. Funny that you say that, Bill. I got off a long-haul flight. Yep. From Ireland, a couple of weeks back, I went straight to my supermarket and I thought, if I just get myself some oat milk, I can go home and have a lovely bowl of Magic Spoon cereal. It's zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving, what? Bills. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, Fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookie and cream, and maple waffle. So go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle of cereal and start your new year off right. Be sure to use our promo code ONION at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash onion and use the code ONION to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. What's your guilty pleasure when it comes to eating stuff, yeah. James? When you sat and your favorite film or TV show is on, what do you, and you think? And you think I shouldn't be eating this. I'm eating but... this guilt-free. It's a Friday night. I've been to the gym. I'm going to eat it. What is it? A burrito. Oh, mm, What's yeah, inside your burrito? It's just like there's a, this place called Tapatio that is near my house. And they have the best burritos. Like The carnitas burrito is so amazing. Tapatio like the hot sauce. I don't even know. Oh, and, okay. And God, I've lost my head. They all, you know, like they have, they have like Mexico playing Brazil football on oh, the yeah. screen. Yeah. You know? Um, and and it but it's like it's like three thousand calories for the burrito. Mm. So I'm always like trying not to get the burrito. And then like about once every 10 days, I'm like, screw Like last night, I was like, I can't stand it. I've got to have the burrito. I'm well, you old. look like a man that's very much in shape. you don't have the burrito every day. Right. Yeah. I'm always that. trying not to have the burrito. Mm. Isn't that hmm. a good thing? I like the way you, you, you said that. Well, I said I'm to Billy last week. I said it. to Billy last week, someone had asked us, What's your idea of heaven? And I said, No health restrictions associated with this food. Uh, my heaven is just endless uh, Nutella sandwiches and sour gummy sweets. But I don't eat it because A, it's not necessarily a great thing to constantly be eating. And, you know, B, it's, you know, you know, it's not part of a balanced diet type thing. But if I could, yeah, I would. I would live on that. Oh yeah, I love the the line in Notting Hill where Julia Roberts just everyone's like, "Oh, you're a movie star. You have everything." She's like, "Yeah, I'm an actress. I've been hungry for the last twenty years." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that must have been you during uh, Buffy. Eh? Oh. You had to keep that. Oh, you looked hot. Because I, you're, you're ripped taking your shirt off in Buffy quite a bit. Yeah, I I I was about this weight when I got the role, 
And then I just pretty much lost weight continuously through the five years that I did it because I just thought, how many of all of the actors who have played vampires, which are the ones that hit? And I thought about them. They were all very, very, very thin. Yeah. Like, that's really how you do it. As, as if the vampiric elements of your personality have sucked all of the calories out. You become... Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a metaphor for hunger. You know, yeah. sexual yeah. hunger, psychological hunger, uh, predatory behavior. And you, gotta, you, you just got to look like you want to eat something. I constantly in a state of hunger, in a state of thirst for blood. So, yeah, it should yeah. show physically. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Another gift, is it? Well, You're I, kind to yourself. Well, I'm just enjoying the whole opening thing. Of By course. the way, that gummy was really that was the, quite. Tasty. I'm not an expert, but that was an to be honest. It's a very it's a good, very gummy. good gummy. Good gummy. Good gummy. Yeah. Ultimate eight flavors. I only got three in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> but um, is it from? Well, don't I'll be don't what, be that so. little kid that just opens it without knowing, and they go, "It's from Uncle Arnold and <laughs> Auntie it, it Jude." See, really, it'll say on the inside. What? Is it, if this is a friendship onion t-shirt, someone's going to get hit. See if it's a small. <laughs> it is. Why, why are people sending us? Why are people sending us our own merchandise? It's so confusing. It's a lady small. You're in, Mackenzie. <laughs> You've absolutely won a watch. Oh, hold on. Mackenzie's going to explain this Mackenzie to us. Grammar. So actually, no yeah. one has sent you any presents. They're Wait all just t-shirts for so the group. You, you probably don't know this, James, but our, our usual producer is well known for making mistakes. Terrible, terrible That's mistakes. Johnny Clues. Awesome. Johnny Clues. One time we were supposed to be eating the world with a uh, quantum physicist. Brian Green Brian was on? Brian Green, the famous. Are you kidding yes, me? The incredible yeah, so Brian he was Green. On here. And he recommended to us, because he is gluten-free, vegetarian, oh, he recommended vegan. to us He's a vegan, vegan gluten-free, Dairy-free ice cream. John, Johnny Clues, got us the ice cream, but it was the one that included eggs, milk, oh, cream. cream. Oh. It was so And did he just go, oh my God, this is so good. And he just, no. He was as kind as he could be, but he was not that And also, that. you may have noticed that there's a little bit of Tolkien in our world of the Friendship Onion. Yeah. And Johnny Clues is great at getting Tolkien questions wrong. For all the people out there that love Tolkien. But anyway, it's good to see that uh, our new producer, Mackenzie, <laughs> is also taking over John's uh, uh, making mistakes on the show. And we're opening up all the all the T-shirts that have been ordered by but, um, people but, at Cast. I think this one's going to be a gift, though, and I really want to open it because it comes from New Zealand. Oh, New it Zealand? comes from Wanganui in New Zealand. Say that again. Wanganui. And again. Wanganui. Carry on. Or is it, could it in New Zealand, would they say Fanganui? Oh, I don't know, Dom. I don't know either. Anyway, it's from New Zealand and it's described, which is why I want to open it. It's described here as a philatelic item. What is a philatelic item? <sighs> I'll, 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 I'll tell you who'll know. Mackenzie Grammar. <laughs> you know what philatelic is? Philatelic, Mackenzie. Hang on, she's looking it up. Philatelic. She's not allowed to look it up. It's a riddle. She's got to try and work it out phonetically. It's about stamps. Hey. Oh, I sh we should have got that because a philatelist is a stamp collector. We of course it is. You know what this is? I'm going to guess, How right? do you know that? Philatelist, yeah, stamp. You just know that. What does philanthropy mean? Play a lot of Scrabble. What? Do you? Wow. <laughs> What's it? Philangible. That's really what? impressive. Yeah, philatelist. I thought I knew words. Do you know what I think this is? without Because I've not opened it, as you can see. I've just, only just opened it. He's a cunning linguist. I am a cunning linguist. We featured <laughs> we featured on some New Zealand stamps. 
I'm going to guess that these are our stamps. No, no one sent you the stamp. They'd be worth an absolute fortune now. <clears throat> Carry on, Dom. <laughs> Kia ora, Dom and Bailey. New Zealand. Kia ora, which is hello. This is, <laughs> this is from New the New Zealand Postal Service. No, it's not. It is. Just listen. <laughs> Kia ora, Domovili. New Zealand Post is excited to share with you some of our latest stamps issued on, on September 1st to, to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Fellowship of the Ring. Blah, blah, blah. It's hard to overstate how much the Lord of the Rings did for New Zealand. Production and post-production employed and upskilled hundreds of people in the film industry and showed international filmmakers, filmmakers that New Zealand is a great place to make movies. Since the Fellowship of the Ring was released, New Zealand has known not, is now known not just as the home of the All Blacks, but also the home of Middle Earth. Please enjoy these collectibles, mm -hmm. says Ellie Stewart. And inside, from the New Zealand Postal Philatelist's service. Paradise is. Shall I have a look? And ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh, Billy, are you kidding me? Look at this. Oh, my God. Stamps. Gandalf. Are we on it? Gandalf. Hey, look. Gandalf. Lot, we should send these to Ian. There's a lot of Gandalf oh, writing that's paper. That's very beautiful. Oh, look at that. I wonder who's done the artwork oh, for that wow. there. Probably says on it. Can we open it? Yeah, go on. Oh, we're, in one, we're on one of them. Are we? It's the very oh, end of Return of the that. King where we all come together and cheers each other in the prancing. Oh, we're in that oh. one as well. Look, we're underneath the thing there. Oh, brill. Well, there's one for mm, you, Bills. Thank you. There's one for me. Oh, that that's very set, kind, Ellie, right? That Ellie? Is, oh, look, Dom. Oh, brills. And you're on the stamp, it's you. <gasps> if you're in New Zealand just now and you want to post something that will cost $1.50, you can have Dom Monaghan's face wow. slap bang in the corner of your letter. Could I have that one? Right oh, in the prancing pony. I'd love your face right in the prancing pony, Dom. <laughs> of course you would. I'll take that. I'll right. tell you what, Liv Tyler's 280. You're only 150. <laughs> that's for you, and that's for you. Can much. I have the one that's me on it? Because I've yeah. not got the one that's me on it. Right, hold on. <laughs> I'd love me. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah, what? Oh, that's me. Well, that's amazing. All right, well, should we get back to the show? Because now we're, we're losing it a little bit. Yeah, right? we're enjoying ourselves. So that's the main <laughs> thing, isn't it, James? A right Christmas mess. Can I just go a little more into um, theatre, if you don't mind? Yeah. yeah. Because Please. we only got to the point where you'd started your the theatrical yeah. company. Did you start to, to act in plays? Was that your immediate, like, why, why, why am I starting a theater company? I was in a production of, uh, I think it was Brian Friel's Lovers. And the first act is two young people in a boat. And then the second act is that yeah. they died. <laughs> it's really, it's a really cute first act and a really sad second act. And we were my my then wife and I. We were playing the lovers, oh. and it was it was really radically misdirected. <laughs> it was really really bad. And um, she and I put our heads together and kind of directed ourselves. And we opened the play, and the reviews were very good. And they said that that they, the first act was really very wonderful. And we thought. We should produce our own theater. We could screw it up this easily, and like we, we're not going to do worse than what that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, um, and so we did uh, two one-act plays um, right across from Steppenwolf. Now, the great thing about Chicago is that Steppenwolf is this um, amazing theater company, mm -hmm. uh, and they tone the entire theatrical world in Chicago. They have this this brazen, fiery, fearless, almost feral 
kind of theater mm. uh, and um, very arresting, very, very, very brave. Um, and they started in a church basement. And then they came, became like a world-famous theater company. And so everyone's like, well, Steppenwolf started in a theater basement. Well, let's, just go, let's just go into some church basement and start our own theater company. And everyone does it, and then we did the same. But we rented, um, we rented a, an actual theater right across the street from Steppenwolf uh, during the summer. And we were surprised by how cheap it was. And we, we, uh, when it came to load in our set, we discovered that there was no air conditioning and it was like 110 degrees uh, in that theater, okay. which is why it was so cheap. And so we bought an air conditioning unit and I thought that that would, that would fix it, you know, but it didn't do anything. It didn't yeah. help at all. Uh, and I had directed the play and then I was across town acting in another play and I wasn't around every night. But apparently it got so bad, the actors were sweating so bad that at one point one of the actresses just lost so much salt from sweating that she just froze up and keeled over on the set. Ooh. And luckily there were a couple of people from Steppenwolf in the audience and they called Steppenwolf's doctor to come in and look at her and basically save her. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, but that, that actually started a whole relationship with Steppenwolf. And luckily the actress was okay. She was a personal friend yeah, yeah. and uh, the friendship survived and the actress, the actress survived. Um, but that uh and the the reviews were god awful i was not a good director i made every mistake you could possibly make right. um and so when it came time for our second play uh i decided not to direct and <laughs> we got an actual director for that uh and um i don't know how much time we have but it's a good story dude. no please a, we things. love good yeah. stories this is what we're here for we're here for stories today's episode is sponsored by honey now dom we all shop online. True. And we've all seen how that promo code field taunt us at the checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for the coupon codes is now a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. It's so easy, Dom. Imagine you're shopping in one of your favorite sites, and when you get to checkout, the honey button drops down, and all you have to do is apply coupons. Mm. Wait a few seconds, honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If honey finds a working coupon, boom, you watch the price drop. Absolutely fantastic. So let's say I'm looking for a pair of headphones. I like it. I find something, I think, ooh, it's a little bit more money than I would hope to buy. I click my little honey thing. Yeah. It takes off $15. I think, bang, I'm going to have that. No problem. Fantastic, Dom. Honey has found over 17 million members and over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com. Slash onion. That's joinhoney.com slash onion. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. I was well impressed by all the product features that Squarespace offers. But what I really loved is the social sharing tool. Because if there's one way to get seen these days, it's through social media. Now, the Squarespace blogging platform supports a configurable sharing button. 
letting your visitors share content on Facebook, Twitter, Google, LinkedIn, stumble upon Reddit, Pinterest, Tumblr, all of that stuff. Oh, that's amazing. For me, the analytics were really helpful because you actually get to see who's visiting your site and how mm-hmm. they're interacting with your content by looking at page views, traffic sources, time on site, most read content, audience geography, and more. They also have a feature where you can collect donations. It's as easy to support a business with one press of a button and donate with PayPal, Apple Pay, Stripe, and Venmo. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com onion to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We're doing a play about ancient Ephesus, and it takes place in a tomb. Um called A Phoenix Too Frequent, a Christopher Fry play about a woman in, in ancient Greece. When the husband dies, the woman is supposed to, to go with the body into a tomb and die there, oh. starve herself to death. So this woman has gone down to do this. She's taken her personal servant with her to accompany her, and they're both going to basically starve to death in the oh. tomb. And um, there's a soldier that is guarding the body, and he gets tired, and he goes into the tomb to rest, and the woman and he fall in love. Oh. And she decides eventually to come out of the tomb so the whole thing is choose life don't mm. choose death basically right yeah and it's a it's a very wonderful play it was written right after world war ii when um actually tolkien i think is part of it. yes Ooh. tolkien is part of this movement with christopher fry mm-hmm. uh and um lewis carroll mm-hmm. yeah um you know england is as you know bombed out mm-hmm. leveled and they were trying to to awaken what is strong about UK culture. Uh, um, what do we got? What can we build on? Yeah. Part of it was language. And, and, um, and so it's in verse. And it's a, so it's a modern play in verse, at Perfect. any rate. Um, beautiful play. And so um, my scenic designer takes me to a well-known theater, um, theater space called the Cafe Voltaire, uh, that we that we can afford to rent, and I walk into the space, and it's just cavernous. It's just like a half of a football stadium with like twenty five foot ceilings. And I laugh at him, and I say, "Greg, I can't afford to fill this space. I can't build a set yeah. big enough to fill this. All I can afford would just be dwarfed by this room. We can't do it here." And he said, "Don't worry about it. Just if you can get me a hundred sheets, this is what we'll do. We will paint the sheets to look like rose marble." We'll, we'll make wire hoops and we'll have these huge columns that cascade down and then I'll gather them at the end. And so they'll be both like rose marble and linen uh, and we'll yeah. fold the linen and we'll make it look like a tomb and it will, it will glow. It will be fabulous. Just get me the sheets. And I'm like, I think I can do that. So I went around to hotels asking hotels, when are you changing your sheets out? Right. Yeah. And at the first one I asked, they're like, we just did. We have all these sheets. And I was like, can I buy them? And they're like, we were going to throw them away. How much do you, how much can you pay? And I was like, can I get them for a dollar a sheet? And they're like, sure. And so we got the sheets. We spent all the whole winter on our knees painting these things, a hundred of them. Um, each one was a little piece of art. And uh, two, what was it? About a week before we were supposed to open, we had already we, we so we spent all the money to on our actors, all the money to to rent the script, you know, the rights to the play. We all the advertising budget, we were already advertising. And a week before, the owner of the Cafe Voltaire said, "I'm so sorry, I forgot to mention, we're moving downtown Chicago into a very small space on Halstead, 
and there's no theater in the new space. I, I'll have to give you your money back. I'm so sorry. And we're like, you've sunk the theater. The money we were giving you is, is only a small part of our, what we have yeah. spent. Yeah. You're, you're killing us. And he's like, well, so sorry. And I was like, can I come to your space and, and I'll let you know if you have a theatrical space in there? He's like, if you want to, but there's nothing. And, I, and so I went down there and sure enough, there was nothing. But there was one door that he didn't show me. And I said, what's behind that door? And he's like, oh, it's a basement, but there's, it's, it's horrible down there. You don't want to see that. And I was like, can, can you please? And so down this dank stairwell into this very small, long room with the, the, the ceiling was about six feet. So if you were above six feet, you had to, yeah. to duck. And it was covered in about that much dust. Be all right. Be all right. <laughs> about that much dust over everything. It hadn't been cleaned in 30 or 40 years. Yeah. It was just god awful. And I was just like, oh, wow, this is not good. But I, I took Greg to it and say, see what he thought about it. And he was like, this is perfect. It's already a tomb. It's already a tomb, yeah. It's yeah, amazing. Yeah. This is, we, we got to clean it out. But, I mean, we, and, and, and we were not going to need all the sheets, but it's going to be perfect. Let's take it. And mm -hmm. we took it. We got all of our friends. We had to muck out all of the grime. There was no drainage. So we had to carry pails of water down the stairs muck it out slowly oh, no. and carry it. It was, it was oh, wow. a lot of work. And what we did it, we opened uh, and we, <clears throat> we got massively great reviews. And then halfway into the four week run of the show, the owner said, I'm so sorry, I forgot to mention, I have to do plumbing work down there. Uh, so we got to close you down. I guess I'll give you half your money back. Oh. And, uh, and I was again saying, we, you're killing us. We had to recoup. There's so much more cost than just you. Uh, you you've got to put off your plumbing. We just two weeks. He's like, nope, can't do it. Sorry. And so I'm talking with him, and there's this beautiful bar uh, that he's using as a coffee bar, and he's behind it. And I I, I leap at him to throttle him. I'm going to try to kill yeah. him. I just see red, and my wife, my producing partner, my wife, my then wife, and then Greg pull me back from the guy and keep me from going to jail. And we continue talking, and the guy is not being very nice about this. And my wife sees red. She leaps over the bar <laughs> trying to kill him. Greg and I have to pull her back off. But ultimately, we only got a two-week run out of it. But we, but oh. it did put us on the map. Wow. Suddenly, we were known as someone. Because it's not an easy play to do. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and, and the it, constraints of how you did it probably put you on the map as well, right? Yeah, and apparently, uh, that was used as a theater space for... Like twenty for twenty years, oh, people wow. were still doing theater down in that little basement. And how long did you do yeah. theater with that company there? No, well, then we space. moved to Chicago, and I think we were producing for another three or four years. Ah, oh, great, maybe three. And what's your memory of that time? I'm sure you had no money. Oh no, no. What? Well, where were you living? We were we're sleeping in the back of the theater. Wow. On a, on a little futon. Uh, eating beans. Well, I would make a big pot no, of beans. Not lima, I hope. No lima. No, never lima. But yeah, just a big pot of beans. And I would just, I would, I remember, you know, just walking past the pot of beans, dipping my coffee mug in it and just, and just not even breaking stride and going out and building the sets and doing, doing everything. And what, um, what, as far as looking back now on, on a kind of happiness scale, did you, you, was that a fun time? Was that a was good time? Everything. It yeah. was everything because, if 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 we had a couple of shows that didn't sell, we would go homeless because wow. we were living there yeah, too. Yeah. So the pressure was kind of immense. But 
I just remember it as being a very intense time. Yeah, consuming. everything, both good and bad. Right. You know, just just being very much alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and creating, always creating things. Yeah. yeah, I remember we were the we were the first theater company to talk Dr. Seuss's widow into releasing the rights for performance. They'd been locked down for like thirty years uh-huh. uh, because of a cartoon that. Dr. Seuss did not like made right. from one of his stories, and so there was no no one was allowed to do it. And we were we were writing letters back and forth for like two years, and finally she said, "Okay, I do trust you," and so we did a Christmas show of of The Grinch and other stories for Christmas, and so we we had like seven thousand dollars per show to to produce. So there's and that's including rent. So rent was like two thousand. So there's very little money. And I had to, as I didn't direct it or I wasn't acting in it, but I was producing it. So I had to make all the props. And for Dr. Seuss, it's all ephalum feasels and yeah, yeah. bang yeah, bangs yeah. and all this stuff. And I'm just making it out of whatever is lying around the, the theater, just whatever wire, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and painting it. And it's all coming out pretty well. It's working. But I need an 18-foot-tall war elephant for one of the one of the pieces to, to come out on stage. And I keep telling the director, don't worry about it. I got you. We'll figure it out. It's okay. And and he, <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah and and uh, the weeks are going by in rehearsal and he keeps asking about the war elephant I'm like ah, I'll get to it I'll get to it I'm busy right now uh, and I got I don't I can't even afford to make a, a, a one dimensional cutout of an 18 foot tall war yeah. that's way beyond my budget right. and I don't know what I'm going to do and finally we're in technical rehearsals we're about four days away from opening and he just turns around and he just goes like that and and in the moment in that moment I got an idea and I said okay. Give me a flat, which is just a, a piece of, you know, on a frame, a black fabric that hides stuff. Give me a pulley. Give me a rope. Give me a bucket and um, and whatever metal is lying around. And like, okay. Okay. And like, they got it all together. And it's like, okay, we're going to screw the pulley into the, into, into the roof uh, and, and run the, the rope through it. On one side, of it, tie the bucket, put all the metal in the bucket. I want four actors to... Go on stage, holding this as if pulling a big weight. As soon as they're established on stage, I want them all in unison to go, <gasps> and then in unison, everyone else on the stage look up eighteen feet and go <gasps> like that. Oh, brilliant! And it turned into like a like a high point of like that was like a house laugh and clap Great. every night when that happened. But that's theater, isn't it? As theater, as 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 easier. To actually make the thing, but it's the imagination of not making it, and how else do we right. figure it use out. people's yeah. imagination? Yeah, because they you you in order to enjoy theater, you have to kind of make a leap. Yeah, that we are going to go, we are we are going to go to France and Agincourt, yeah. and we are going to follow Henry the and Henry the exactly. Fifth, and we are gonna we're gonna make an imaginative buy-in on this process. So so they're already kind of over the mountain. Yeah. They and want so, to play. Yeah, they yeah. want to buy it. Yeah, yeah. And so you 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 have a lot of a lot of ways to to help m- make illusions and stuff. Yeah, because uh, they're All already for a kind muse of, of fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah he exactly. comes on and says he says when when you see one horse, imagine there's a thousand. Right, yeah, you've got exactly. to exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what's that thing? Necessity is the mother of invention, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. When you're so back probably up against the wall. To, to that time before you would come up with that. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez maybe... is one of my favorite directors. Yeah. Uh, uh, he did Sin City. Mm. He's done a lot of really good mm. stuff. And he said that if you take really talented people and deny them time and money, you get magic. Mm. And the trick is, 
you they, the 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 people can't find out that you actually have money that you're not giving them. You have to have not not have money. Mm. And he would he would go for a smaller budget than he could get. Mm. So he could go to his people and say, "This is as much money as we have. We have to figure it out." Mm. And and I kind of I learned that by necessity uh, rather than deciding it. But it's really true. Mm. But you have to have talented people. But I remember mm. when we produced the first album for Ghost of the Robot. I was fronting the money for the band because I was mm-hmm. on a TV show, I had the money. But I was like, I ain't pouring a lot of money in here. Mm. I am I am just going to be, everyone's going to hate me, but I'm going to be like, record it. We've got three takes, we're moving on. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, we don't get an extra track. No, you can't lay that extra instrument and just go. Mm. And I was, I was really not well liked at that point. But we got this really good, driving, ferocious, mm. dirty rock album out of mm-hmm. it. It's like, I think that is one of the more fascinating things about this Peter Jackson uh, Beatles doc, six and a half hour Beatles doc that he that has just come out, is that they are now the biggest band in the world and they have been for the last eight, nine years. And there are no limits in terms of the amount of time that they take making a record or the budget all their freedoms and what you find with these four brilliant artists is because they have a blank canvas to do anything they don't know what to do because they could do anything that they want as opposed to back when they were younger and much more impressionable George Martin saying to them do you have 11 great songs yeah okay record 11 great songs let's go you got four days and you're out but with those guys they were like you've got you know three months do whatever you want so they spend days and days on Get Back and The Long and Winding Road and Don't Let Me Down. And almost every version of the but, song is brilliant. And you mm. think, why aren't you moving on? They're not moving on because no one's telling them. But I think that's the going. thing in that time, wasn't it, though, that they did give themselves an end. That, that I think they needed to do that because... For the film. Yeah. Well, I think because the, as you say, the, Dom, that they, they could have done anything. So they went into a studio and said okay, we've got till the 28th yeah. and we we have to write the songs in this room and we have to be able to play them live because at that point they were overdubbing so much and inventing ways to overdub and, oh, let's bring in this person and we'll do this and do that. Whereas they said, okay, it's us playing live. So they did, they well, that's restricted their intention. themselves. I yeah. think that's their intention coming in. McCartney, who seems to be at that mm. point the driving force because other people are just like, George Harrison doesn't seem to care that much about the Beatles and Lennon's- We do want to spoil this for you. Yeah, yeah. But I think Paul McCartney's like, look, because what we've learned thus far with the Beatles, the only way that we make an album now is to give us limitations. But mm. then mm. I think the, the, it fractures apart quite quickly because, you know, Lennon and Harrison and Ringo Starr to a lesser degree are just like, we don't, we don't want rules. We don't want limitations. I'm John Lennon. I want to sit here for three weeks uh-huh. fussing around, you know. It's a fascinating dog. It's a good yeah, it's idea, great. but can you hold to it with people that are that powerful? That powerful mm, and that. Yeah. that but you're right. Really. Like the, I think the first album that the Beatles recorded, they recorded all the tracks in one day. Yeah, please please me. Yeah, right? all they in just, one day. Just lay it all out. Because they'd just been playing them for so long and they knew it and they yeah. just, wow. Yeah. So, Amazing. So tight and incredible. Talking about music, you, you brought us some music, have you? And, oh, and a funky to song. See if it's funky. Oh, yeah. Because I have it on my phone. Are we, do you have I, it? I think we probably oh, have yeah. it here, do we, Mackenzie? Is it funky? 
Oh, it's uh, Dr. Funkenstein by Parliament. Oh, baby. This but is, is that this is Let's... Look at that cover. Whoa. They say the bigger the headache, the bigger the pill, baby. Uh, call me the big pill. Dr. Funkenstein, the disco theme with the monster sound. The cool goo with the bump transplant. Wow. Look at the artwork for this album mm -hmm. as well. The front uh, and back, incredible. Mm -hmm. Costumes, amazing. That looks like something you might wear, Dom. The one on the right? Yeah. I would love to wear that. Do you know, I went to dinner once with Dom and he arrived dressed, uh, his upper half dressed as uh, Darth Vader with the cape and everything. Hell yeah. Yeah, I had the cape. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was and a, you were on crutches, I remember. I'd broken my foot at the time, yeah. It was an Adidas uh, Star Wars tie-in. Adidas do tie-ins every year. They've done a Muppet one, a Sesame Street one, a Lego one. And at one point, inevitably, they did a Star Wars one. And I went in and bought the shoes and the sweatshirt and the hoodie which was a Darth Vader hoodie, and it came with its own cape and lightsaber <laughs> kind of wallet. It was brilliant. You look fantastic. I love a cape. I wish we were living in a time yeah. where we wore capes more often. Love capes, me. Um, I mean, that's about as funky as it comes, really, isn't it? I mean, uh, Parliament Dr. Funkenstein. That's as funky as I can make it. Right? Yeah. I mean, Parliament's known as being one of the funkiest funk bands yep. in the funk era. It's the the, yeah. They, the we, and, and, and we rate these as well. Uh -huh. And we rate them. Thank you. If you could, please don't. We rate them based on a low level of funk, which is Brahms, right up to the highest level of funk, which is Prince at his funkiest purple okay. moment. Mm -hmm. And anything in between. Where would you put this? Button? I personally would give that a Stevie Wonder superstition level of funk. That is pretty That's funky. pretty funky for me. Is it funky for you? Do you know what? It was so funky for me that I have to put it as Parliament. Oh, Parliament funk? <laughs> because Parliament is so funky, you can't call it any other yeah, type they of are, funk. They are funk. There's no other way to describe them. They are. It's pure, uncut funk. Yeah. There's something about that like kind a of mushroom funk as well. Under a carpet <laughs> right? for months. Yeah. Funky. It's unapologetically funky. Yeah. There's, it's like from another planet funky. Yeah, well, look at the artwork. <laughs> where did that even come from? I don't Drugs, know. I would say. Would you? Wouldn't you? <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. James, Thanks what level of funk would you give it? 11 on a scale. Yeah, on right 1 to 10, there. definitely 11. All that right. That's pretty funky. Oh, that's pretty funky. That's a great planet score. of funk. I think we should let James get back to his PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. And if no one has ever seen the show Vidiots, not Vidiots, 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 please check it out because I thought it was fantastic. Can you, where, can you just get it on YouTube now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Go to YouTube and watch. I did an episode and I... I did you, what one. did you play? Our we played one. two games. What did you play? I can think we played that Star Wars game. Really? We was played, it Battlefield? We, we certainly played one game where none of us could do anything. And then you played a game that you were really good at. That you were like in... Oh, Resogun. 
Rezo Gun. You were up there as one of the best in the world wow. for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I'm 175th in the world. Wow. You got super serious, I remember, when we put that on. Well, like you, like a, not pretending. With great ability comes great responsibility. Yeah, I had, to, I had to give it you, you totally changed as a person <laughs> because, as Dom will tell you, when I, when I heard you were coming in, I'm a great fan of your work. I really am, James. Mm. I think you're a fantastic actor. And I think it shines in your life as well. I think the way you you attack your characters, you also attack life. And I love to watch. And I always, always love to meet you whenever we bump into each other. So thank you very much for coming on The Friendship. Oh, yeah, yeah man, it's been great having my you. life very some, much. Some brilliant yeah. stories about theatre as well that hopefully if anyone out there is watching or listening can be really inspirational because... Man, that theatre life is just an amazing time in everyone's life as an actor, huh? And if anyone has not seen Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, get back to episode one and watch it all. It's just a fantastic show and James is incredible in it. Thank you. James, thanks for coming to see us and hopefully we've uh, slightly changed your mind about Slime and Beans. Yeah, which is, is, I would have not believed. (laughs) That you could have done that. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. James. If you want the merchandise for Christmas, where do you find it, Dom? Find it at thefriendshiponionpodcast.com. That's where you get it. Merry Christmas, everyone. See you, guys. Thanks for all the gifts. We'll keep opening them over the next couple of episodes. See you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.